0: I have access. This is The View from Tab. I'm Jim Menick.
1: I'm John Cruz. And I'm Mike Beats.
0: And we are ready to go again. We're going to start out talking about the most recent weekend and events over the weekend at Emory. Now, were you both there? I was not at Emory, so I can barely speak. I was there. I've never
2: been, never been to Emory. Oh, that's
0: mm. right. I've never been either. So um, I share, we share that in common. <laughs> okay. We could put that you know, on our Facebook page, match.com or whatever. Okay. Anyhow, you were there. So what is the kerfluffle? Because there was a kerfluffle sure. that came uh,
1: out. Well, it seems that there are a couple of kerfluffles. Um, I did not directly uh, – I was actually not there, I guess, because I was watching one of the elimination rounds when the main kerfluffle came out. But the main kerfuffle to, uh, involved a ballot being misentered, which caused uh, a student initially to not clear who was supposed to clear. Um, and this was discovered apparently after the elimination rounds, at least some of them began. Uh, and the solution that the tab room uh, decided upon was because some of the rounds started to remove the 30-second seed that had been announced as the 30-second seed and put in the student who... Um, was who you know who didn't clear in the 32nd seed slot? I, I'm not, uh, I'll look up in the results pack in a moment what his actual seed was. He was a higher seed, uh, but that was the solution was to let him clear. But since the elimination rounds had begun to some degree or another, uh, to put him in a, in the round where the least damage would be done, I guess, since the 32nd seed would be would not have cleared in, in any situation, right? The person who was announced in the 32nd seed, mm-hmm. uh, now there are a couple of other things that happened during the tournament before this. I think that that also caused a, an environment where some people were uh, well, know, confused with what was going on. But I think that important. it's important to mention them because, because a
0: lot of these issues – Are they related re- or should we address them one well, at a time? They're, they're not
1: related, but I, I want to bring it up now for a reason because, it, because I'm going to pre- present a little cruise thesis later. Uh, the, the other issue had to do with how – mutual preferences were working. And I started a discussion about this on lddebate.org that I hope takes off. And, and this was not an insult to the Emory tournament because this is actually something that I've been wanting to bring up for a while. Um, a number of people noted that they weren't getting truly mutual preferences. Some people apparently, well, at least in one case, there was an instance where somebody got a 1-3 pairing. In other words, one student ranked, or you know, one, per, one team ranked uh, the judge a 1, the other a 3.
0: Were these uh, 1 to 6 or 1 to 9?
1: This was 1 to 6. Okay. So uh, we'll talk about that in a little bit, but I, I want to mention that because I have started a discussion on lddb.org, which has started to take off, and I hope more people post on it because I think it's a really important discussion for the community. Um, and we could have an entire podcast about that, but, but I, I think that understanding, making a distinction between why one-twos are acceptable over three-threes and, and what that means about mutuality I think is an important discussion. But anyway, people, people were upset about the way these things were working. Now, I, I have to say... Just as, as one quick thing about the mutual preference before we switch over to the uh, the breaking error. At one point in the tournament, uh, and this was in a down two round, one of my debaters had a mutually preferred one, it was Eric Melan, um, who could not uh, judge the round due to a prior obligation that we knew about and there, there was some confusion in the temperament. Actually, I I should have been helping to report that because I, I it had to do with a meeting that I was involved in. So as a result, what ended up happening, and the, the debater had is Bobby Esnard, who was affected in this. I've uh, got a mutually preferred four in the round. Now, uh, I will note this. We, the and I thought handled this very professionally with me because they did come up to me, and I believe they came up to the other person's coach as well, uh, and explained the situation. Um, and I have to say that at, you know, and Bobby did lose this round in the end. Uh, while I certainly didn't want one of our four-rated judges in principle, I, I, I still am comfortable with the fact that the judge was at least mutually disliked by us as opposed to getting well, a judge that was
0: okay, one yeah. way or the other. But I mean, That's and the I, whole I, point I, of
1: it. Right, and in my opinion, that's just exactly is the whole point of it. And yeah. I think that, and you know, this is not a criticism of anyone specifically, but I, 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 when people are okay with one-twos and then start talking about why the real issue is to get rid of the threes, I begin to
0: nah. to fall
1: back into my feeling that, that it's really not about mutuality. It's just about not adapting right that's but okay let's go back to the the seating thing for a moment
0: okay well the Uh, seating thing has i mean first of all i've been there i've literally literally been in that situation at a tournament where we screwed up a ballot and uh the rounds had started and um had started had started or at least not all of them it's probably the exact situation some of the rounds have started and some of them have not started and uh we did stop the rounds, and we repaired them. And uh, I think there's a a much better argument for stopping the rounds and repairing the rounds than uh, not doing it, simply because um, each person there is going to hit somebody according to the bracket. And um, I would much rather hit the person I'm supposed to hit than some other person, unless you've, like artificially made it easier for me like and you haven't done that if you have just put the person in at the 32nd spot i mean that person could be anywhere up through like the 16th spot realistically speaking i assume it's uh, how many rounds are there for uh, six rounds so this is a four two and how many four twos broke right so um Yeah, so this could be anywhere, you know, at least like 10 spots away or something like that. actually, it
1: was exactly 10 spots away. I'm looking Mm -hmm. at the results packet now. um, Okay, I mean, 10
0: spots away is pretty... So I'm hitting, first of all, the top seed is no longer hitting the bottom seed, and...
1: um, I mean, it should be noted for the sake of full disclosure, I'm looking at this, my own debater, uh, Ellie, who got a bid this weekend, in this pairing, would have hit uh, the eventual champion of the tournament, Perry Green, which I hadn't realized at the time, obviously, because we didn't know... Exactly what the scene was. I have to say that I thought something was up that when it was first announced, because some of us real nerds were trying to break the bracket and whatnot, and and I was a little surprised by how off I was.
0: Uh, And I'm assuming they're not. They're not posting the bracket. They're not, which I want to talk about also afterwards. But Uh, uh, I mean, I think the only benefit they get by not repairing the whole. I mean, there's a downside, which you say, well, some rounds have started, and that's disadvantageous mm -hmm. perhaps to somebody, but. I don't buy that for a second. I've been in debate rounds. And if an affirmative who has now been debating for the last three days can't start up again, they don't deserve to uh, be to Or be able
1: to if there's a real fear – see, this is what – Then repair uh, the whole damn thing. If, well, but here's what I think. See, uh, because this happened actually at – the Kaiser, and I remember my I wasn't there yeah. for, for oh no, 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 I was there that when that Were happened, there? It was your yeah, fault. I was at the it's not my fault, I was judging, I was not in the tab. That's the whole thing, it's
0: everybody. I mean, this is why we do all this double well, checking and everything exactly. because it's so the mistake is not well, the issue, everybody here, makes you know, it, and also
1: saying that. See, one, one complaint I've heard before is that when you have a situation like that, when you stop and then you restart, if people are still hitting, some people might still be hitting the same people, right? right. Well, then that's a case where I, in my opinion, the, I guess that you have to just flip sides, right? Because then that one person doesn't have, didn't have the advantage of hearing like 16 minutes of oh, press That's uh, reasonable to say. I think it's reasonable. It's not, yeah. you know, it's not ideal, but the situation isn't ideal, but it's realistic. No. It happens. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, if
0: somebody were to object on that basis, I think that might be. It's certainly worth consideration.
1: But, and like I said, I think that the solution to that is to flipping sides. I, I agree that, you know, I have to say I, the, the tournament was actually running uh, as I recall either on schedule or a little bit ahead of schedule on Saturday. Now, I, the people running this tab room are all honorable folks who at, at least the, the the well. They are all honorable folks, and the person who was heading up the tab room is, is an experienced uh, coach, so a college coach. So. I don't think that anyone should have taken home, uh, taken away from this, like the a belief that there was some sort of oh, that, cooler cool stuff going no, on.
0: No, I don't think that's an issue. Yeah, uh, so I don't. If I hear that somebody did something in the tab room, the last thing I'm going to think about is that there's uh, shenanigans going sure. on. Sure, I mean it would never occur to me. Um, what I would think is that the, it's not necessarily the best decision to make, and there is a lot of pressure, and especially going into huh? to breaks, to make a quick decision. Exactly, and understand that. Um, but I'm going to ask you a simple question, and and maybe this is just my total misunderstanding of the sure. situation. If this had been policy, would they have stopped the rounds? Well, that's a good question. Um, because if this had been policy, yeah. would they oh. have given speaker awards? Well, um, that's I mean, a tough are we question. a second I, citizen here at, I, I, to begin I'll, with, and um, maybe just let not- me say two things
1: about about the Barclay Forum for High Schools because there was a lot of criticism this weekend. Okay, uh, and I'm gonna uh, well, I'll say three things actually. The first thing is, for sake of full disclosure, you know, I I, I have. The, Emory Tournament is a fond place in my heart, and it's a Bronx Science has gone to it for a really long time. It's a really important tournament to us. So, so with that grain of salt, I think that they're the thing that should be kept in mind about Emory is this they do send out a survey every year. Very few tournaments do that where they actively ask for criticism. And I wonder how many people are direct about their criticism of The of term I know I have have sent in constructive criticism but I think people really coaches who were unhappy or who have constructive criticism need to reply to that survey so few tournaments directly sent out you know surveys asking how can we improve I uh, with that having been said um, I wondered the same thing I think that this situation uh, along with some other issues the term in the past Indicates to me that you really need some LD folk or some you know high school community folk involved with the tournament in terms of being involved in the tabern who who know the judges who know what's going on, if only to to add that voice right because there really was no LD voice. that This was, is uh, a,
0: a college tournament yes. issue is a college tournament, more issue. than an emory issue yeah
1: absolutely, you know, I,
0: absolutely. I, I agree i mean like, again no shenanigans nor would i expect right. emory i know some of these people and i they yeah. would have not have uh you know bad intentions
1: yeah and, and actually i have to say that uh this tournament went out of its way to ask a couple of coaches and and i did not respond as quickly as i should have which was my fault ahead of the tournament about ideas for hiring judges and after the tournament you know i uh we, I was there afterwards with with one of my policy debaters who was talking with the Emory team, uh, and I had an opportunity to talk with the Emory coaches, and they were very, uh, very. They, they approached me asking for advice about what to do differently next year, and I think that I think that it's important that everybody send out that survey because I think Jim's point um, is fair about college tournaments. Uh, I I I wonder the same thing. I wonder if there if the policy debate community would have been a little bit more vocal in their criticism of what was going on because. Uh, I don't, I mean, I, I do think that stopping the rounds, if it's in doubles, if the rounds have not gone on very long, I think that stopping the rounds is important. And I think that pairing the rounds properly is important. Uh, at my tournament this year, we we made an error in the public forum division, but it wasn't discovered until later on. So by that point, it was too late to redo things. i mailed a a very nice trophy to the people who didn't advance. And at my tournament, there, the results sheets are posted. So they acknowledge that they... There were multiple ways that this could have been checked. Of course, the issue was that they were in public form, and in public form not everybody discloses, which is a, an issue with making the check sheets meaningful. But uh, I think that this, all of this kind of stuff still points to the importance of transparency at tournaments. It's very – I can't help but but laugh a little because I distinctly remember a time and there's something. Are you playing can- ping pong? There playing Dungeons and Dragons. It's it <laughs> not Dungeons and Dragons. Something dropped. It was it was my spare set of earphones. Stop making fun of me. I would admit <laughs> I rolling my twenty sided die. Anyway, uh, I think that there. What's funny is that again, a lot of people you start to rag on the Northeast and the way tournaments are conducted. But I think that all tournaments should adopt the kind of transparency that are. That it happens in a lot of Northeast Germans and a lot of non-Northeast Germans. You need to be posting results sheets. This kind of stuff could be, count, be caught easily. People, especially on the National surgeon LD, are obsessively look at those sheets once they go out. They want to know, and they do want to know how other people are doing, and people look at everything. I think seeing that stuff would help prevent
2: these kinds of problems. I'll tell, you know one of the well, things... Well, I mean, you also... You can also just do a check sheet. That takes five minutes.
1: Well, yeah, I agree. I mean, I don't know what happened with that. I assume that there was no check sheet. No. And that's what I mean. I mean, posting a check sheet, but also having somebody, yes, I agree completely with Beats. Somebody needs to be checking. I mean, ballots. that's a, that's a
2: room responsibility to yeah. do a Agreed. check sheet.
1: Agreed, completely. But, but but my point is that even with a check sheet, sometimes an error can go through if the ballot's really unclear. Uh, and so transparency is still important. But I agree completely with Beats. I think that, in fact, I really think that Tournaments that don't have, a, 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 you know, TFC caliper that do not have check, uh, checking going on of individual bouts—that that's a problem. I mean, uh, checking
0: though. I mean, uh, even on the best of circumstances, students who have been studying for twenty-five hours a day for their entire lives and are now in Ivy League schools can't check, and it's just remarkable how how, how bad it is that uh, the checking is. I mean, because it's because it's cause it is such a tediously boring thing, but it has to be done. It absolutely right. has to be done, um, and. Yeah, one thing I'm thinking as we're saying this—I mean, if nothing else, if this podcast accomplishes nothing else, we might at least be setting um, some sort of best practices. Because I don't—I mean, some people don't really—I mean, you know—I mean, I'm tab—I tab every week. I mean, I tab every week, not every once in a while, every week, and. Um, you learn every time something new and like when we stopped the rounds that had not been my first inclination to stop the rounds i'll admit that um, that was the tournament director who stopped the rounds you know, and said stop the rounds. You know, so which was great because I would do that now because I wasn't thinking along those lines. And um, and that was Rose uh, Rose Joyce Turner, yeah. who was an experienced tournament director and an experienced taproom person as well. But um, you know, at least if we talk about some of this stuff, and it's not to cast aspersions of the people who mm-hmm. are doing stuff, but sure. to bring up the issues that come up, and and just let people know that yeah, that, I mean, you know, you're not alone. In, yeah, exactly, in I agree stuff.
1: completely. I also think that you know. Look, obviously, tournaments are a competitive experience, and kids have that. That's the first care of the kids, and that makes a lot of sense. No, I, I think it'd be silly to blame kids for being uh, ki- caring first and foremost about their experience. But
0: at the point when it's in the tournament, that's what it's about.
1: Yeah, of course, and, and absolutely. Now, the reason I mention that is that I at the same time, it's important to understand that you know these aren't easy decisions to make. You're very stressed out when you're a tournament director. A lot of things are going on. The last thing you want is a big mistake in your face, right? But I think that Jim is right. I think that that it, it, maybe it takes bravery to stop the rounds or whatnot, but, but it's been done. You need to do stuff like that. There's, there's nothing wrong with doing that. Um, it's not ideal, but then again, making the mistake in the first place isn't mm-hmm. ideal. So once it's done, you got to. But that's the thing:
0: mistakes are going to happen, and a lot of what we've been doing, and a lot of the transparency we have, is only an aid of catching mistakes. I mean, as it's not. I mean, I guess it's good for people to know, and all this kind of stuff. But the reason we started doing it ostensibly was because of the mistakes that we're that we're getting, and this helps catch the mistakes because nobody is perfect. And as I say, I get you know smart, you know Ivy League college students checking these things. I'm checking them as they come in, and I'm working with. You know, Cheryl or Joe, we're checking these things and mistakes are going to happen and they're going to get past everybody, you know, and occasionally we'll have a tournament and there are no mistakes when we do the postings. And that's the goal. But it's it's rare that usually somebody comes in at some point because something got through all of our fail safes. And this is that's why we have this, because they really didn't get through all of our fail safes. This is yet another one of the fail safes. You publish the results up there. The judges can look at it. The kids can look at it and say, wait a second, that's not what happened yeah you know, so that helps that helps the you know keep things uh, from you know blowing up in your face and then having to solve it with something extraordinary, which um leads to the other question you had or the other issue which is on the m j p now the m j p see now this is this is a
1: separate discussion, I guess, but I think that once you don't have transparency in general at the tournament or once you're at a college tournament where you feel like it's the second event or you know you're not the big focus. Uh, I think that, that heightened annoyance about these things is, is going to happen. Now, I, just as one very brief aside, certainly one way – Are you on the
0: subway the other,
1: now? No. Something just – well just happened to my printer. Sorry. <laughs> that was to give you a New York sound effect.
0: <laughs> You're all having right. an exciting day. I know. I mean, no, not really. Compared but Compared uh, to the, two, the other two of us. Yeah. Well,
1: all right. So certainly uh, when high school tournaments continue to call policy debate debate – and call Lincoln-Douglas debate Lincoln-Douglas debate that that can be a little mm-hmm. that can make you feel a little second class but um, anyway the the mutual preference stuff so I guess that's a separate discussion but but here's my here's my here's the discussion I really well and
0: actually see. it's a relevant discussion insofar as we have relevant. been talking about it, and right. it is a tab room issue. And I'm sitting there looking at one twos and two twos and all this kind yeah. of stuff, and trying to make a decision who to put in around. Short of everybody's going away, and you're the only person sitting in the judge lounge, in which case you go in. I don't care what, the right? Because you're, you're breathing. But that is not well. What we're trying here's to do. my
1: take on this. Um, so, the, so this is this has popped up a couple of times this year, and, I, and some people are posting online saying that they feel that a one-two is preferable. One reason why is because they feel that there is... Ones and twos mean that you really want the judge, and threes mean that you think they're stupid or whatever. Well, first off, I don't think that's necessarily true. I know that at the Emory tournament, I did not consider this year's pool to be as deep as it could be, and that's, you know, that's not necessarily the fault of the tournament. That's also who people bring as judges, and I know I'm not the only person who thought that. And I know for a fact that there was a world of difference between my ones and my twos, and... I. Uh, I think the other elephant in the room, and this is the real big one, is that something that nobody seems to be acknowledging publicly yet is that one – okay, so threes might consist of who you think are stupid, but ones also consist of people who you think are prone to vote for you, right? Like uh, I think some people put people who they're particularly friendly with as ones. I think that they put people who they think for whatever reason maybe have a bias in their favor, a regional bias, whatever, some sort of reason that you think that they are most likely to pick you up. And so I guess in a world with that, I don't know why a one-two pairing is any fairer, right? I mean, if there's got to be a reason why you think that person is the most preferred as opposed to merely well, more preferred.
0: I'll, I'll, I would say that everything you're just saying, if even if it's true, it's equal insofar as everybody would come. Well, sure, but except it's not equal when it's a one-two judge. No, it's I'm just saying a, that they're going to rank ones for the same uh, reason. Oh two yes,
1: yes, 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 That's what I'm saying. I didn't mean to make it sound. Yeah. So the I, thing I, I,
0: is, so when I'm we not, have, I, okay, I, I, I want to be clear about that. Nobody,
1: I do not mean
0: certainly yeah, no people, that's, that's what people do ranking and, in, so obviously ranking is a an, an exercise an exercise in self-interest yeah, and so is. what motivates your self-interest is beside the point it'll equal out but the the thing is okay now I'm gonna pair the rounds and I have um, and here's the th- and, and my feeling is forget that it's a that it's whether it's a one a two or a three four five um, that the difference of one doesn't seem to be that big a deal. I mean, obviously, you would prefer the higher one. And, um, yeah, so I know that when we're pairing break rounds, you're, you know, unless you have more judges than you know what to do with, you're not even going to get, you're never just not, you're just not going to get equal. You're not going to get equal numbers. Even five fives, you're not going to get them. And so what we're doing is um, you'll do a one-two and a two-one and a 1-1, you know, so for the three judges or something like that, with, uh, um, yeah, we, on the assumption, first of all, it's equal, and second of right. all, that they're not that far apart, but there, it's balanced, because you got three judges, so the two judges, one of them goes in your direction, one of them goes in the other person's direction, yeah, it's, the, that being the best you could do, the optimal thing to do would have had all ones, but I mean, first, yeah, the thing is, going into any tournament, there's no way, unless, as I say, you have an, an awful surfeit of judges, that you're going to have one-ones, that every round you're going to have one-ones, because, you know, it's just not going to happen. There's just not that many people there. So, um, which makes more sense, a one-two or a three-three, by the definition of mutual preference in a vacuum, the three-three is probably better than the one-two. But in real terms, um, it's a crapshoot. You're rating these people. Well, you know, I know this guy's from Northeast. I'm from the Northeast, which is pretty yeah. loose reason to, p- to put somebody in. Or I know some kids that um, you know love certain judges who pick them up two thirds of the time. Mm-hmm. Well, wait a minute. That leaves one third of the time they don't pick them up. You know, so um, yeah, there's uh, like I said, it's not a science. So- yeah, ranking judges is not a science. It's a guessing game, and it's a hopeful guessing game, and yeah, so that that one two doesn't bother me so much, but I will admit that in the tap room, I, I'm going to probably always go for the equal number. Except in the break rounds, as just said. Well, I like wonder
1: on some level. You know, I wasn't in the Emory tab room. I'm, i I'm. While you were speaking, I was listening to what you're saying, but I was also sort of uh, quickly skimming a post or two on that LTTBit.org thread I, that you made. And, and Dan Myers made a good point. He said that three-three seems to be a pretty hard situation to find in a winning bracket. Now, I we talked about this before. Why it's important in a mutual preference system to go bracket by bracket. Um, I wonder on some level if the tournament. I mean, to allow a one-three pairing and these lower pairings. Perhaps it's possible that the that they the paired it in such a way where they weren't looking at the brackets directly. Um, I, I don't know. Again, I wasn't there, but, but maybe that's something important to keep in mind.
2: There's right? no yeah. reason, if the tournament has done its job to hire enough judges yeah. and do some sort of quality control, that a two-down round should, get a, and it should even be close to a 3-3. Three, three, I, I agree. No mutuality at all beyond yeah. that. I mean, that's, unex, I, I don't know, I find it Unacceptable. In, I, I that's an Octo's bid to not have judges to be able to do in a winning bracket or around that quote-unquote matters, a 1-1 uh, one, one, or at least a 2
0: Could it be? I mean, were the people who are tapping experienced in MJP?
1: Well, it's, it's the norm in
0: college tournaments
1: now, right? So
2: Yeah, but in LD, it's a little bit different. Like, you have to dump – like, it could be possible that for the other two kids that were in that room in flight A or B, mm-hmm. whichever the opposite flight oh, was about, was that's A. True. One, one but they need to know that you need to be able to split rooms, and uh,
0: well, that's a good point. I find it harder good. to unsplit the rooms if you want to know the <laughs> truth. that wants to split up the rooms so badly. Um, sure, it's, it's, it does so screw up, up the rooms that right.
2: Uh, I mean, you just like like I said last week, you just make a decision quickly that you're going to split rooms, and you're just going to make the you're just going to put the rooms in pairing. I mean, the way that 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 Dan and I did it at Golden Desert, and we were very huh? fast with this. Is we put it in bracket order then we put similar and then we just went down judge by judge starting at the two downs the one downs the undefeateds and the three downs right and then you just and you do things like make sure that if you have two schools that are in the same bracket you try to pair those together because they most likely have the same mutually preferred person i mean you can do it quickly if if you just are willing to think about it for a second mm-hmm. um and then and just make the decision quickly. I mean, you can't uh, lollygag and try to make it work, and then think you're going to do it. You have to just be willing to dump it. Sure, sure, sure. Um, but yeah, I, this problem is just solved if you spend Having some to... money. You yeah, charge. I... It. I mean, tournaments charge huge fees. Mm-hmm. They don't provide, you know, hospitality. I mean, they could. They could spend some money and bring in some judges. I mean, if you buy, if you bring in five judges, that's forty or uh, excuse me, twenty debaters that uh, are going to get a, a judge that is probably going to be a one, potentially, right? I mean, you just it, it just seems like it's the responsibility, especially of college programs who rely on the high school community for fundraising, which I find, mm-hmm. you know. We so pretty much uh,
0: force the schools that we work with to get like, you know, maybe 10 judges and usually John gets them the addresses, the whatever, and they're just – and I won't let them sell them. I mean, no, these are the extra judges. This is what people are paying for, you know, because we're yeah. paying a fortune. Not to mention – I mean, we're paying a fortune to registration, plus we're paying all the other money. Um yeah, you, know, you have to make it worth my while. If you're going to be, you know, just like you know, you know, kiss Arkansas, I don't, I'm not going to pay this money. I mean, you got to give me something for this money. And one of the things you got to give us is judges. You know, that's just. I mean, I give judges. John give judges. Everybody. Yeah. I mean, yeah. We all all the local tournaments go out and buy some judges, and the college tournaments think. Uh, and this is not Emory, I'm sure, but I mean, I know the ones I've worked with have thought they could get away with it until we told them, yeah, if you don't hire judges, that's fine, except I won't tab.
2: And then yeah, they a lot go, of – but a lot of – even a lot of – you know, even a lot of college tournaments will rely on parley debaters or will rely on free mm. help, right? Yeah. But that's just no. – I, I just find that it's – We'll
0: put them in it's public forum. It's,
2: it's not – I mean, and this is something that in the TOC mm. committee, you know, Aaron Timmons and I will get behind this all the time that mm. – the college tournaments have to, I mean, show yeah. some respect to Lincoln-Douglas debates. We
0: have we have scared, I yeah. mean, certainly at the, the place where I think it was the worst was Yale, and we've scared that idea out completely. I mean, there's no Parley debaters judging, unless there mm-hmm. used to be Yale Deers, you know, Pam right. Brown or something. But, um, yeah, they're, you know, they're, they're just not in. I won't take them. You know, they, I they're not going to happen. You know, so, um, you know, but, you know, that requires a lot of policing, mm-hmm. On our
2: and part. the tournament has to be willing to pay people on the spot too, in the sense that like at uh, VBT, once we got the preferences in, we walked around the tournament and said, you're highly preferred. you only have a half commitment. Can we pay for the for you to be a full commitment? Can we hmm. pay you? Right. Or we say, you're highly preferred even if your debater is out, can we guarantee you this amount of money right. if you'll stay through? Yeah, that's um, nice if
0: you can get that after their commitment. Right, that's we really did that at
1: our tournament, and you know, I think that a lot of judges are, are – I really do think that if you, if you just approach people with cash and you say, well, you judge mm-hmm. an extra round, they're willing to do it, and I think tournaments need to be willing to do that. You've got a concessions box. I mean that, that's where you, you shell out a little extra money and people are happy because it's all about making people happy in the end, right? I mean if, if, you, if you're selling a product and that's ultimately what the tournament is – it's about making people happy. I think yeah. that's very good
0: point. I mean, what we said yeah. too is if you can keep your judges, give them a couple of rounds off throughout as well, then yeah. it really helps. And that's, I think you just have to actively make sure they're getting some rounds off so that when you need them, they will be there. They're not going to be whining at you. I've been judging every
2: round. Yeah, you know, shut up.
0: You know, it's like, uh, you
2: know. The just, college tournaments, I mean, they, they can get away with being crappy for a longer time because I think because of the tradition that so many of them carry and for so many schools, the college tournament is you know probably an all-events tournament it's, it's yeah. so tournament. it's the big travel tournament. It's the one that your high
1: school to.
0: administration
1: is going to care about. It's the one like,
0: the schools that never go anywhere else go to. Right, but yeah. it's
1: also the one that even even schools that do understand stuff about debate know that it also says the name of the college on it, and that's important to yeah. them. It's also important to mm-hmm. the parents to hear that the kids are going to a college tournament, etc. Yeah.
2: yeah, but I'll t- every, I mean, the most fun I have, I've never drained after a weekend at a high school tournament, yeah. or at, at, run by a high school. But for a college tournament that doesn't provide a place to sit, that doesn't think about... You know, just, you know, where the central location is going to be uh, cares and very See well The high come. schools
0: have all these parents there that have been enlisted to make uh, put the judges lounge together. I'm thinking yeah. we're going to Scarsdale this weekend. Those parents like, oh, mm-hmm. my God. You know, I mean, Monticello, those parents are fantastic. I mean, John has his parents that come there uh, that just do a great job. I mean, the parents are committed to a high school. There's nobody sure. committed to the college. You know, right. So you're really That's... relying on the kindness of those college kids who are just trying to make a buck. Which, yeah, um, but the
2: thing you can hire that help. I mean, you go on. You can. I mean, I we did. We went to. We go into Craigslist and say we need some helpers, and we just hire the help, right?
1: Yeah. Um, not, and yeah, I agree completely. So, uh, plenty of high school tournaments, by the way, do that. The Newark tournament, Mimi Rosenbaum for a while would come over and just do the hospitality for the tournament, right? And she wasn't yeah. at Newark Science. Was at, that? Think...
0: There was somebody who was hiring judges off of Craigslist. We got right, these people out of our... insane asylums or something. I, like I'm going to plead the fifth. It, was not <laughs> it wasn't me. But... but it's true. I mean, I mean, mean really remember
2: this. Yeah. So, I just wish yeah. more people would expect more from... Or at least be vocally and and be willing to actually walk away from a tournament, even if it is a.
0: It does. Sometimes I think it doesn't matter because, like I said, there's all these other schools that will fill in the gap. Oh, so right. You know, but, you're going to lose but, Bronx, but you're going to get Podunk, and um, you're going to be perfectly happy because, as far as you're concerned, it's 11 kids, and so you care then you about. But you should
2: be happy. Then you should be fine with us taking away TOC bids, right? Or well, I think. 11. Look,
1: I, I'll just get into that discussion for a moment. Uh, this isn't true of all college tournaments, but some large college tournaments probably the bid changing the bid isn't going to really change who's going there.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I absolutely. That that, Yale will uh, get its Yale will get its numbers regardless. Right. Harvard, Berkeley will get its numbers. Even the Berkeley Forum will probably get its numbers regardless. Um,
0: I mean, certainly. I mean, I would. I, I tab Princeton, and I know for a fact. I mean, Princeton is a finals bid. I forget how many people we have. But there was one. What it was one hundred sixty people. It was six. Eleven rounds
1: to get to the bid. It okay. Was a hard fought bid. Okay, and
0: but it was a great tournament. Been would have
1: been there even yeah,
0: exactly. But that was the thing because it's a it's a nice place to go. It's a very pleasant campus, uh, and it's Princeton. Yeah. It says Princeton I mean, use, on everything.
1: I want to use that for an example. I mean, we, we won the tournament this year. We got a bid out of it. Like I said, it was, it was really hard fought. Uh, you had to win. You had to make it through 11 rounds to get to the bid. That, that's ludicrously r- hard if you think about it in those terms, did right? Did we have
0: the runoff there?
1: Did we do a um, runoff? I forget. No, but there were seven prelims. Oh, that's so, right. We did the seven prelims. So oh, my There were seven God. prelims, <laughs> and you broke the doubles to get a, a finals bid. Whoa, no, that's work. Oh, jeez. We did not go to that tournament for the bid. That would just be silly to say that that was the goal of the tournament. And we had a good time, and mm-hmm. our school loved that we could say that Bronx Science won Princeton University's tournament, right? Mm-hmm. I mean that yeah. that's just that's just true. And and I think that for a lot of schools, especially younger schools that are just starting debate, that's the easiest sell to school to your administration. We're going to a tournament at an Ivy League school. Well, that's, why we turn- to, that's why we went to. That's why in
2: perfect. my first couple of years at Harvard-Westlake, yeah. we went to Yale and right. to Harvard and to Columbia because. Itself. The school is impressed by that. Now mm-hmm. we get to go to, uh, you know, next year I'm going to try to put Bronx on there instead of Great. of Yale because, I mean, Bronx is a good name school, but it wasn't sure. what Yale was. It's not, yeah,
1: it's not an Ivy League school, absolutely. Um, and I think that that's an important consideration for people to make. But, but you know what, the, the undercurrent of this discussion, like, like Beach is saying— uh, you take away a bid from some of those tournaments, I don't really think it changes the pool all that much. I just don't. I, mean, I, I agree. And, and I absolutely it, and it, agree. And if it t- changed it a little bit in terms of which schools are going, I don't think it's going to change it in terms of numbers. And if most of those tournaments care mostly, and it's not a, I don't even mean that as a criticism of the college tournaments, right? They need fundraisers. That's okay. We—that's that's That's all right. But if that's what they need, they need a fundraiser. They need to fill seats. You're going to fill the seats by the name of your college, not by the bid at your tournament. And and
2: if you acknowledge that it's a fundraiser, then treat it as such, but don't rely on the TOC committee to then certify you as one of the great tournaments. I mean, if it were up
0: to me, I would not have any bids at any college because it's a high school activity and put those bids in the high schools where people can, you know, um, know, build uh, fundraisers and stuff like that. Why is a high school debate organization – giving Yale a fundraiser. I'm sorry. Yale has a bazillion dollars. There's high schools out there that should get these bids.
2: I agree with that. At the same time, there are colleges like USC who don't use the tournament as a fundraiser, who literally reinvest every dollar they make in the tournament back into the tournament
0: and and, and i think right. i think that well i mean you of- Penn is going right. to, it's all going to udl and, and, so right
1: he's going to yeah. udl and, and for 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 all that heat emory is taking emory does a lot of things for yeah. the high
0: school debate. yeah, community. yeah that, that, none that of this big, is about emory
1: I mean, I mean, emory is big time yeah. high school debate supporter but i but right but 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 to follow up with what jim is saying like you're right not all of it is about it's not really about emory it's about the larger issue with a lot of college tournaments and i think that. A lot of it has to go back to what we were talking about before about LD being treated as a second-class citizen, as of sorts. Well, and
2: also when 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 we say giving back to the high school community, to me it has to be giving back to LD. Sure, it can't be because we run a policy program and we are going That's to true. help out policy kids and we're going That's to, true. you know, I think that it has to be giving back to the LD community in somehow or reinvesting into the tournament or you know, you know, doing something that um that just doesn't i mean and the other reason why i think i wouldn't make a blanket statement that no college should get bids because in you know out out here it's rare that a high school runs an invitation
0: yeah i don't really mean it because i realize there aren't the high schools necessarily to be there in place to take those bids but i I
2: agree with it in principle though i mean i think that a college should have we should hold colleges to higher standards Maybe policy doesn't have to because the policy community you know they want to the, the colleges do do a lot for policy debate mm-hmm. for better or worse i don't if there's probably disagreement on that, but at least there's some connection there where it's former policy debaters that go to these colleges they also end up being the coaches in the-, the
0: northeast we mean Harvard has policy. And that's it. I mean, Yale has a tiny policy division. There's no policy at Princeton. Uh, oh, you no mean policy at host of Columbia. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, you know, that's... Uh, because you know, LD is the money maker.
2: LD, they can charge almost as much as they do for a policy team. No one, they don't do this half the price. They do a two-thirds the price of the policy entry or whatever, oh. you know, um, or, or more, right? But they can shove four kids into one room... Right with with the with the double with the double flighting, and at some tournaments I think they probably flight not only the the within division but also divisions. So you can put eight kids. So if you're each kid is charged eight, you know a hundred bucks, it's eight hundred dollars per room that you're making. And mm. if you're not going to hire any judges, it's a huge LD can be a huge money maker for these, especially because. When you have a bid, kids are care about it, right? So they're going to pay. Yeah, we
0: get something like a Yale, for instance, which has a quarters bid. I mean, that becomes a seriously competitive tournament. Uh, yeah. But as you say, I mean, it might not be the exact same people, but it would certainly be the same numbers if they didn't have those bids. And uh, so that
1: goes back to the central issue, which is what What are you running the tournament for? Are you running it purely as a fundraiser? Are you running it to be a quality experience for the high school community? If you're running it just as a fundraiser, then I don't really see why the bid matters, because it isn't I, what I, is attracting to people to your tournament. It's just not. I mean, it, yes, it's attracting certain people, but again, it's your tournament is going to fill.
2: Or do I mean, or just be, or just you know, you can make money and care about customer service. I mean, it's. Yeah, I agree. It. it there doesn't have to be a direct trade-off there. Yeah, I mean, we
0: all run tournaments, and I know that one of the things you worry about is that everybody enjoys your tournament, uh, sure. however we perceive of that. I remember when I first started going this, and I would go to tournaments where people would not treat you nicely, and I, I couldn't understand that, because, I mean, it's like, these are, you know, I'm paying you money. <laughs> I mean, I should get something, but at least I should, you know, get a smile out of you or something. <laughs> I'm happy to see you, because you're paying me money. Um and um, you know we, we worry about stuff like you worry about your judges' lounge. You worry that people are going to get food or housed or whatever. Um, so
2: you, I, know. I, you know, I thought the funniest thing ever was when Harvard advertised that they were going to have coffee. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh <my> god! <laughs> I don't even. I mean, I, I'm, I'm thinking about Harvard, and I don't even want to mention it because I just theoretically signed someone onto the wait list. There's something like 367 people in okay. the LD division. Um, you know, I don't know how, I mean, it's just, it's beyond my comprehension how this could possibly be a meaningful uh, competitive event. So, yeah, well, I uh, But at least they have coffee. you know. Just...
2: Well, between the hours of 7 a.m. and 9 a.m., there will be coffee. Ah, okay. Actually, I think they—I think that their hospitality room has improved since it has. They the had, had nowhere in, in
1: to fairness, go but up. Come in fairness off. to Harvard, uh, they—you know—we'll we'll see what happens at the tournament this year. But they did reach out, and I think that they uh, are aware of the issues. You know what's what's interesting? Let me say this about about some of these tournaments, and, and this is not to make excuses. But what I've also found at college tournaments is the other issue is that a lot of times the coach of the team, the college team, sort of delegates out. The LD division, not to an actual LD coach, just to somebody else who's affiliated with their team, and they don't really pay attention to it. And, you know, that, that's a problem in itself. They should be paying attention to it. No, every that's tournament. absolutely true. But, but right, but, but, but some people, you know, there was a big firestorm where people said they just didn't believe that Harvard was not aware of all of the criticism of the LD tournament. But you know what? I think it's true. I think they really didn't know because when I talked about this with Dallas Perkins, and this is no secret. I mean, he was he 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 asked me a lot of questions about what can we do to improve, et cetera. He really seemed genuinely shocked that there was all this criticism for years and years about the same things over and over again. So why are we letting
0: them have that tournament then? Why are we letting them have those bids if he doesn't even know what's going on with the? Division of his tournament. That's probably making him hundreds of thousands of dollars. That's no excuse whatsoever that he didn't know. That's obscene well, like I said, that he didn't know. I, I'm not. I'm.
1: I'm not making an excuse. Although I, this is what I do think. I, I, I'm going to say two things about this because I, uh, you know, to take the opposite tack on this. I, I, I appreciated that Dallas reached out when the, when it was aware, and I agree that you, you need to be on top of all parts of your tournament. But let me say this: a lot of people talk the talk in terms of posting things online. And complaining and whatnot. Very few people take the time to actually write to the tournament director. Now that I mean we're sitting here complaining, but we also run tournaments and we and we do let people know when they need to improve certain things. The three of the people on this on this podcast. But I think that, like for example, there was an open and, and, and this is not a criticism of the Particular debater, because I believe he actually did send it to Steven Adler, a debater, uh, posted a, a, a lengthy letter on lddebate.org about a tournament he went to. It's probably more helpful to send that to the tournament, which some people pointed out, and I believe it was actually sent to the tournament eventually. But you want to make sure that if you really have beef with a tournament, you got to let the tournament know, right? I agree with what Jim is saying that tournament directors need to stay on top of it. I obsess about every detail about my tournament, and I get lots of feedback. Uh, I think it would be great if all tournaments sent surveys. I don't expect all tournaments to do that. And tournament directors have a proactive responsibility to stay on top of things. I agree 100% with Jim about that. On the other hand, if you have a real serious complaint about the tournament, you've got to let the tournament know about it. Because sometimes the criticism that seems very evident to you might actually fall under the radar screen of the, even an attentive tournament director, in my opinion. I think that you should contact tournament
2: directors. Yeah, but Maybe there are a- fundamental things. Sure. Like how judges are being placed. I
1: I, I don't. I, and what, again, I don't. I'm not trying to make excuses. I don't disagree with what you guys are saying. I'm just saying that I think people need to aid the process by contacting tournament directors. And I, I agree with what you're saying about the fundamental issues with uh, about that. I do I do think that's true. Um, I think that look here's the basic guideline I would say, and I've said this to every. Not that many college tournaments run by policy division or policy teams have spoken about this, but a couple have. And you know what my basic line of guidance is: Why don't you just do the same thing in the LD division you would do in the policy division? Why at college tournament X is a bracket posted for policy, but that would be unheard of in LD? Why? Well, because I think
2: that there's probably there's probably a. I think that I mean. In defense of – this is where I'm going to defend some of the policy coaches is that they probably think that LD, that it would not be a service to the community, that that they would – that more people would be upset if LD had opened an open tab room and had disclosure and had – they would be upset by that because for a lot – like I would say, well, uniquely Harvard and Berkeley, you know you do have a lot of very old school coaches and judges there who – um you know probably would object to those sorts of things and that is probably they believe that they're doing a service to the community by not posting it but i think that if they were to take a poll now it probably would not be the case you know a lot of it too is just a lot of the customer service issues could be solved if they would just put some limits i mean sure. i have a friend who the a coach from a college was asking about you know, we have this problem with space, and he and 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 this person said, uh, "Well, why don't you just have entry limits?" And they all, everyone that was on the email chain, laughed at him. How could he possibly think that there should be entry limits, right? Um, so instead, you know, they make people wait four hours between every round. Um, but to have so much, you would solve you solve a lot of judge issues. You solve a lot of. Uh, room issues you saw what absolutely
0: of, I mean, uh, this is the first thing that we did at yale is the first thing we did at princeton entry limits because once you set the end team limits the other thing because i'll oh, let 50 people come from one school or something like that well and, and guess, as soon as you establish limits well, that's what i meant
2: by entry limits yeah. i guess is just let a team bring only x number and then from there have but to also by... a
0: cap there has to be a cap i mean at, yeah. at some I, I don't care um yeah i, I can put the best tab people in the world and there's no way you can run a 350 person division in a meaningful fashion. You know, I mean, it just can't be done because there's just so many ballots to be entered and there's just so much stuff going on and then the next batch of ballots come. I mean, it's, it's, it's a phenomenal oh, amount of work.
1: Of course, okay, I'll just for a moment take the opposite tack since obviously I coach a very large team and it is appreciated when there's the occasional tournament that doesn't have entry limits. I think that that still ties back to what kind of tournament do you want to run? Right? Do you want to? I, I do agree that tournaments that have TOC bids are generally best served by some form of an entry limit. Not always, but, but generally that can cause an issue, especially at a tournament where there are serious size problems. When you have, a, you know, I, I, I agree with the point you're making, but I think it still
0: ties back to what kind of tournament are you trying to run? Well, if you don't have an entry limit, at some point you're either breaking brackets or, um, you know, regularly, like over and over again. Um, or, you know, you're, de- and, or you're debating yourself, you know, which we do. I mean, we, serve, we run tournaments that have no limits for our novices and JV, and they become practice rounds, or at least half of them become practice rounds and stuff like that. And we don't charge anybody anything for it. But at the point where I'm paying to go to a tournament and want a competitive experience, I'd like to be mostly in the bracket that I'm supposed to be in and things like that. And if one school has 20 and everybody else has four, and that's it's just not going to happen. You know, you're just going to be hitting the wrong people. Um, yeah, if you have a lot of kids, you just send them to different tournaments. I can I can appreciate the problem, but um, the solution is that not that they, well, where you you're not getting into that many schools with that big um, sure, that's a true. field. So you know, I mean, it's just it's just not going to happen except at very local tournaments where we expect it, and that's okay. And you're not and it's it's just the premium is different. Um, I,
1: I agree. I mean, I don't disagree with anything you're saying. I, I'm just talking about entry limits in general. Uh, again, it depends on the kind but of But I would
0: see, when I would go in there, and, and Princeton and Yale both, um, Princeton, I literally threw out their, all their entries one year and when they asked me to come that. in. And said, you guys are starting from scratch because you can't run a tournament the way you have this set up because you got like 40 kids from one school, and it's just not going to work. And... Um, they said, everybody's going to be really upset. And I don't think anybody was particularly upset, you know. And, oh, they won't come. Everybody came, you know, and more people came because they said, oh, good, we can come now because there's not 40 people from one school. Um, it made it a better tournament. I mean, the tournament the couple, last couple of years has been a fine tournament. Fine mm-hmm. tournament, if I do say so <laughs> myself. But, you know, it's not the tournament they wanted to run and they really thought that they were, you know, getting into trouble. But most people it's want hard. this.
2: It's, it's, it's hard. I mean, I see that their perspective is how are they going to turn away if they're charging 100 mm-hmm. bucks a kid or, or 50 bucks a right. kid, how are they going to turn away two grand? right? Yeah. You're turning away $2,000. But in the end, I mean, this is like – it's like In-N-Out Burger out here. If you go into <laughs> In-N-Out Burger at 11 a.m. and say, I need to order 200 burgers, they'll just say no. And you can walk in with cash in hand, and they'll just say no. And you say, can I do it tomorrow? And they'll say no. You cannot do it because their philosophy is we'd rather make 1,000 people happy – and make maybe make less money than make one person happy and make a bunch of money. It's better right? for
0: the. It's better in the long run. It's better for the situation. No yeah. question about it.
2: It's. Uh, uh, it, it just people. I think. Um, yeah, I, I wish there was just more reporting on what happens at at, at tournaments and. And you know so on, uh, especially you know, and and the tournament that Stephen Adler brought up wasn't a college tournament. That hmm? was just a high school tournament. That's just how they run things. Yeah. Um. And uh, you know that that sort of stuff is is stuff because I I I I feel like I mean if it were up to me, when we decide TOC bids every year, every tournament would be would have Read to that. submit would have to submit every you know a, a questionnaire and all sorts of things. Um, and then we would decide bids. And of course you would give, you know, some preference to incumbency in a certain slot, but I think that every tournament should have to justify itself and not just sort of rely on its name. Um, because name has, has done a lot in terms of, um, allowing tournaments to really slip, um, for years and years and years. And, uh, and and not ever done for and, and And I guess to some degree I understand why that was the case because LD wasn't, you didn't have kids that spend thousands of dollars every summer to go to debate camp or, or travel across the country or, but LD is a real I mean it's as expensive if not more expensive than policy debate now in terms of I mean because even with policy if you go with one team you can at least share better with your LD or you're by yourself you can't, you know it's, it ends up being a, a very expensive event and I think that you know, for tournaments like college tournaments who haven't actually taken a look at what LD is in 2010 and think it's still 1990, um, it's it's a much different event. And I think that the stakes are a lot higher than they probably used to be in LD. And so uh, to me, it just, it, there needs to, to be some wake up call to all the tournaments to say you need to, to step it up a little bit. And I think that, you know, a lot of people are hap- – I think what makes a good tournament is good judging, some hospitality, places to sit down, handing out actual pairings that, that can be photocopied and handed out so people don't have to look at a wall. Um, all those things I think make for a good tournament experience that I think some tournaments just – that if they were going to a tournament, that's what they would expect.
1: I, like, I think that a, a good tournament is a tournament where I see where my money is being spent. Yes, I really like debate harder, but you know what? That's a good thing to bring home to show the school what our money is being spent on. I think that uh, spending money on hospitality is extremely important. I think showing the kids that you care. I really, I, I know that, you know, uh, not all tournaments do this, including some tournaments I like, but I really agree about the pairings. Uh, I think that's important. Little things like that are little things kids pick up on and coaches pick up on.
0: And I think it's important to, do, to accommodate them. Yeah. On that note, It's 51 minutes under the bridge here. Oh, boy. We didn't cover anything that we talked about that we were going to cover, which means we can come back next week and cover this stuff again. So that was good. Unexpected. That was very good. Um, very unexpected. unexpected. Okay, gentlemen, I will uh, see you next week. I
1: want to encourage Uh everyone who's listening to post on that LDDebate.org discussion about the mutual preferences. That's all I have to say. All
0: right. All right. Bye. We're out. Bye-bye. (laughs)
2: It's not real just a computer-generated fantasy.